WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Noli, it's Tanner. What is going on, boys? You know, What's fucking another day closer to the season starting, so feeling good. We're almost one month away 35 days 35 days Esposito days when's... 34 days when this goes live maybe 35 35 yeah i don't know we're in Here's september something. once you hit september it's it's basically it's a hockey season now. i mean we got we got we got hockey happening this month but it's not regular season that's all right preseason we'll be able to see bedard play this month are you sure no <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh yeah so uh hockey is in september uh we got a little bit of hot talk and we are going to wrap up our divisional previews with the central today minus the blackhawks we are going to do uh oh no sorry we have we did our fantasy uh draft lottery tonight so our texts are going up now oh my <laughs> god please dice do it do it <laughs> you won't do whoever whoever ends oh, up with God. Bedard is going to keep him for a long time. Not if I take him in the first round or second round because I don't first round pick. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that just so like just because nobody gets to keep him right away. If he's on um, the board somehow like past 10, 10th round or something, it's like ooh, no, I'll jump on that. He's not our group. He'll be the new Phil Kessel. Or he'll get drafted really early. Oh, or yeah. Kane some years. Like what the yeah. fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> but all right yeah so let's get into uh the little bit of hot stock speaking of patrick kane um blackhawk fans worst nightmare may be coming true um i mean it's not my worst nightmare i was gonna say it could be worse yeah it could could be be st louis st louis yep that's fair early chicago blackhawk fans like 90s blackhawk fans worst nightmare um patrick kane is rumored to want to go where debrinket goes and where debrinket is is detroit so we may be seeing some showtime in Motown. Um, I get it. I mean, the relationship, is it going to be a little rocky? Like, he he wasn't playing with Debrinket. He went and saw Panarin, you know, his side chick. And he was, just, and now he's going to go back to Debrinket and be like, you know, baby, that's not me. That's not <laughs> me. You know me. You know, it was always you. It was always you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're always you're always my one. <laughs> you're always my number one. It, it was just it wasn't good timing. I just I don't know. Like it's just I've heard Detroit. I mean, Detroit's like this week's like oh Kane could go here. I've also heard like oh Dallas really wants Kane, and I've also heard like oh it really sounds like he's gonna go to Buffalo. Like you're just gonna keep hearing the rumors until he goes somewhere. So like I'm not. It makes yeah. sense. I mean, all three of those teams make sense to be honestly. Yeah. Mostly, obviously, Buffalo, Detroit, because of Debrinket, and then Kaner just going back home. But I mean, I, I'm not going to believe Dallas has no cap, so. so I don't know how that would work. Yeah, um, I just I'm not going to believe anything until he actually goes somewhere. Really, does it right. make sense and for then, Detroit though if they're not like contending? I mean, if he gets like a five year deal, yeah. I don't know if he'll, he'll get that, but oh, like, I think he's gonna be like year. I think he's like signing one year tickets at this point. I don't know. I could see him at least getting three somewhere. 
three, two, three. That makes sense. Honestly, if it did, I this guess it year, just though, depends on the team, right? It injury, depends on the team. Yeah, I think coming back from injury, though, I think he might, for himself, just take the one-year deal, get I mean, back up there, and then get paid when the cap goes up for what it he It would can, make sense you know? for a team, especially if they don't sign him right at the beginning of the year, to only give him the one year at, like, a lower cost because any team that's cap-strapped, like, that cap, like, the further on into the season you sign him, the higher the cap hit actually is, no matter what his actual salary is. So, like, it it makes sense to, like, probably go one year and yeah. as low as you possibly can. And then, like you said, after that, maybe get a two-year deal after that or something. He says he's feeling good. He says he hasn't felt this good in a long time, which is fucking exciting. Um, It just sucks. It's Detroit. Like, I don't know. I know it's not as bad. It could be St. Louis and all that, but it's like – it's just 90s not gonna part of me that the nineties Blackhawk fan of me is like fuck Detroit, you know, still, but also like yeah, but it'd be cool to see Detroit be good again. <laughs> it would also be really cool if like he's in Detroit and let's say it was like a five year deal and like year five you have Hawks Detroit Stanley Cup final <laughs> and like Painter just getting booed at the UC. <laughs> um, it, it's just like I. To, like once the playoffs started, I finally got used to like seeing him in Rangers like a little bit. It him going anywhere else now just doesn't seem right, especially Detroit. I feel like even though it's back to red, like it's not gonna look right. It's gonna take me a while to get used to that again. The red's a wit like a weird one too, right? It's yeah. too much red, too much white. It's just red, white. Yeah, it's just like two colors. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I mean, kinda... it, if if he does go there, like you know, Debrinkin and Hembers kind of probably light it up again. And like, if oh, they have yeah. Larkin, Larkin, it frozen. Ah, uh, uh, the hey. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, if they have Larkin at center, like that's gonna be nasty. Like, when was the last time like they had that caliber of like a center between the two of them? Uh Oh man, it was it was Dylan Strom, and then it was fucking like Kirby Doc, like got a shot. And I don't yeah, know. you probably yeah, argue it, they never had a Larkin no. caliber. And no. it's funny because like Kane, I mean, like, since they won their last cup, he really hasn't had that center. I mean, he had fucking a Neeson off for a bit, but that was when he was with Panarin, and it didn't matter who was in between yeah. at that point. But like, I mean, he was a perfect like center for them just he was, go stand in yeah. front go, go stand yeah. in front and just put it away just be a body somewhere please yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i don't know like he's yeah he really hasn't had like that high cal- caliber of a center since those cup runs you know yeah and that would just be an incredible line i mean obviously like i think it would compete for like probably one of the best top like top lines in the nhl right like Especially if Kaner yeah. comes back and he's feeling, like he said, like feeling super fucking good and he's moving well and just dishing it and potting close to 30, maybe like get fucking I mean, 40 gold to bring it back too. They yeah. have Keen back with him. Like, oh. Yeah, it'd just be interesting to see, you know, like I, I'm, sh- I feel like to bring it's going to have a bigger year than he did in Ottawa last year. Yeah. Uh, just because he's back to his hometown. But like it's just gonna be interesting. He's to also see that he's team. also going top line, right? Like he wasn't top line yeah. in Ottawa. No, he not was only, second. 
You didn't even think he wanted to be in Ottawa, so it was probably just like, let's just get this year done with. And... Hey, that's the that's the thing. He didn't have any like negotiating power because he's a yeah. fucking RFA. So sorry, bud. At full, uh, he went full uh, Pierre Luc Dubois. I'm I'm just gonna go. I'm just I'm just gonna go. <laughs> Exit this way. All right, I'm just gonna head out. <laughs> season's over, right? You got three games left. Yeah, season's over. Let's just. I'm gonna pack my bags. Yeah, I'm gonna head back to the states. Thanks, guys. Oh, my knee. Ow. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And yeah, like you said, Noli, it's just, I think we're going to hear probably five more teams that are in on Kane between now until he actually signs. Yeah, I guarantee you at some point they're going to start talking. Toronto's interested, Carolina, Colorado. Like the, the, the team oh, yeah. have a chance at going up there. I mean, Tampa, Vegas. Florida, Vegas, you know, all those teams are going to be. Oh, there's rumors that this team, like, yeah, no shit. All those teams want him. Like, who wouldn't want to add him right now? But they're gonna Boston's gonna just get him to be his first line center because they don't have one. (laughs) I think he's like 0 for five in his career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think Dallas is the only team that like is the farthest west I can see him going. Honestly, I feel like he, him staying out east is like a big thing for him. New York, Buffalo, Detroit, Chicago, you know, like I think that's like a, a big thing for him. I don't see him going to Canada at all either. No. Mm-hmm. I was going to say LA would be cool, but like that's so far that mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to that be that would make it at all. Unless it's <laughs> stupid money. Who knows? Yeah. Unless but... it's stupid money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Florida. You guys want to move on to the to the preview? Uh, only other thing that's not really Hawks talk, but just NHL talk, Phil Kessel, he wants to play. And he said, I don't need to have the Ironman streak going. Like, that's cool. Just sign me, please. And so it is kind of Hawks talk. It is Hawks talk. Davidson, I don't know why you're not on the horn. Just get him in a couple games. Let us get the jersey. That's fine. That's it. That's all we want. That's all we want. Uh, also, sorry, just to go back really quick. Um, Tanner's actually 38.8% in his career on faceoffs. And two years ago, he was 100%. He probably took one faceoff, but he was 100%. Now, <laughs> I say that. And 38.8 is not too bad, actually. I get. There's no way he's taking more than 50 faceoffs, but <laughs> still, he's got some decent numbers. <laughs> he could be first-line center in Boston. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, he is not skating that much, though, <laughs> to play center. <laughs> he replaced one of the best defensive defensemen or uh, centermen in – all time with Patrick Kane. I don't think that's going to go there. <laughs> I don't think you so know, either. Kane's argument too is like, you know, before he started back checking, he never had hip issues. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, right. All of a sudden he starts playing some defensive hockey and all of a sudden his hip goes out. He's got to have surgery and all this. I don't know. Might relate a little bit, but uh, yeah, back to that. I don't know why Phil Kessel wasn't announced as a Chicago Blackhawk like 30 minutes after that that little headline broke because mm-hmm. Kyle, I think, give it to us. Come on, Kyle. I'm telling you, like, get him. He'll get back to 30 goals. You put him just on the Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard line. Dude. Oh, don't even say Dude, that line. Just reunite no. with Taylor Hall. Dude, I don't know if he can keep <laughs> up anymore, man. <laughs> he doesn't need to. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just stay at the top of the circles and just fucking rip. <laughs> he only plays we'll, offense we'll his own face-offs. Yeah, only yeah. offensive zone. Only face-offs. offensive zone faceoffs and like outside of the offensive zone. Everything and once a puck goes over the red line, goes past center ice, he gets off changes. Yeah, their blue line to their top. Luke, of the I'm coming off the ice. <laughs> Fucking change already, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit! Doesn't, All right. Doesn't do changes in the second period because of the long change. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot dog break. Second period. That's Fucking right. send him. Ask me the rock. Give me the rock. You, you think I'm fucking going out there? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we sound kind of we got a little shoresy mixed in with this. <laughs> it's yeah, all right. Anybody that talks like Phil sounds exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> God, I was still, that's probably one of my favorite moments of the show is when Versteeg was doing his Phil impression. God. I love it. Um, Gotta love it. Living legend. All right. Central division. Um, Probably going to be the best division in the Western Conference, I think. First to uh, first, baby. Not starting with the Hawks. Well, we're not like I said. We're gonna avoid the Hawks because we're gonna do a whole Hawks episode. You know, considering we are a Hawks podcast. Um, but last year they finished twenty six, forty nine, seven for fifty nine points, third worst in the league. Didn't matter. We still got Bedard. I don't know if you guys knew about that, but we got Bedard. Uh, who didn't get Bedard because they turned it up towards the end of the season, especially at the mullet. Uh, Arizona Coyotes twenty eight, forty and fourteen. They finished with seventy points. Um. Is this team ready to actually play hockey or are they just going to tank all their way to Houston or Quebec or where the fuck they're going? Dude, I don't think they're ready to play hockey until they figure out where they're going to play hockey at. Like, that's part of it. <laughs> actually, to be fair, they fucking tore it up at home last year. But yeah, they did. I, I don't know. They made actually a lot of decent moves. Um, But then the, there's a lot of moves that like are strange also. They, they're like the ducks we talked about last week. Like they make, they have some moves, but then there's like, what are, what are we doing? Right. What's like, going on see, whoa, whoa, whoa. With the ducks, man. Like they were handing out five-year contracts to guys that are in their thirties. Okay, and they're like, yeah. what, what's happening? What's happening? What is this? But with Arizona, it, like the young guys, like they're building. And when you were talking about like one of the reasons why uh, they didn't finish in last was like, they turned it up. It's, Clayton Collar was single-handedly fucking keeping them from being in the last place. So fucking Dude, that kid, especially he broke his fucking leg the year before. And like to be able to come back and just light it up with 86 points this season, just yeah. he's just nasty, man. I feel so bad. I don't know, maybe he enjoys it, but like I feel so bad that he's in a uh, a market that he's in because he's not he should be getting way more praise than he does right now. Like he's underrated as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, you know what's funny? I I'd seen like an argument online that I can't remember what Instagram it was for, but they were just like talking about like what winger would you rather have on your team? And some people were saying like Clayton Keller over Willie Neal, like Nylander. And I was like, honestly, like it's a- I could see it. Man, he's he's putting up eighty six points on a team with nobody, and like Nylander's good. He's putting up a, pun- a ton of points, but he's got a lot of help too. Like if you put Keller in that position, like. I don't know, man. He probably fucking gets way more. He could probably gets close to 100. He had 63 um, points in 67 games last year when he got hurt, or two years ago when he got hurt. Like, yeah. He's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Neil with... had 87 points last year, 40 goals, and yeah, Keller had 86 with 37 goals. I mean, they're they're right, right about the same spot. Yeah. I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, but that's just because I really like Willie Nylander. Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> like, it, it's that's a tough one yeah um so with arizona like the like they i think they made some good moves right like bringing in matt dumba um just to kind of help out on the defensive side alex kerfoot was like he's okay their biggest addition just like not through signing like having logan cooley coming in 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be huge for him. If he has a good season and competes for the Calder, like that could be pretty, pretty nasty. They're like outside of Nick Bugstead, who they brought in their center depth is 23, 19 and 23 years old. Like they have like a, a good set of young guys that they're looking for down the middle. And then, the other guys that they're building around is that Matias Macelli kid, who was a fourth rounder, by the way, in 2019, who had 49 points last year. And he was like, he, sh- I think he was like kind of in the Calder talks, just wasn't a top three, right? Um, That Dylan Gunther yeah. kid, who was their first round pick in 2021, is coming in for the, probably the full season this year. He had 15 points in 33 games. Um, Barrett Hayden, he had a full season last year, but I don't know if he was playing first line minutes. He's 23. No, he was their first, would. he was their fifth overall pick in 2015, like him having a bigger role, see if he can step up. I mean, getting Nick Schmaltz back, like that's actually, he's probably going to be their number one center. I forgot that they have him. I think he's listed as a no, they, right wing center. Oh, he's listed as right wing. Okay. Yeah. Well, right wing it, center. Yeah. Had it Keller Hayton Schmaltz, which is a fucking pretty gross line. Yeah. What and, was it? Schmaltz had an eight point game last year. Is that what it was? And yeah. And he fucking got hurt. Um, They also traded for, from LA, they got that Sean Dersey, which is I was about to bring him up too. Yeah. On D, like that, that's a good, that's another just like you said, young kid that like can play defense. 24 years old. I think he put up like was it 50 points last year. No. Who? Dersey? 38. Or 38. 38. Sorry. What was that? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he, that's a, oh, Pellyman's. I was looking at sorry. Um, yeah, no, that was a big pickup. That like, I think that surprised a lot of people that were like, "Oh shit, they might be taking this a little bit serious now." Like, they might yeah. be trying to put a team together, and like doing things like signing Jason Zucker, right? Like, he didn't have a crazy good year or anything in Pittsburgh, but he had forty eight points. That's not bad. Bringing a guy like that in on a one year deal, and if the Coyotes are like still not in the playoffs, like if he plays well. That's the same thing that the Hawks did, right? Like bringing in that veteran leadership, those young guys. Um, and then that if was... they do well, like you can move them to a team um, that's playoff bound and get some picks. The fucking Coyotes have like 10 second rounders in the next three years. And then they have all their first rounders. So, and then in the third round, they have seven over the next three years. They have, what is that? It's fucking 20 13. picks. They have 13 picks. picks in the entire draft next year too. Like yeah. they are, they also don't have a single defenseman signed after this year. <laughs> right. So there's plenty of opportunity, right? Like they, they drafted a, a defenseman with their six overall pick this year. That's coming out of Russia. Like you're probably not going to see him for a few years, but th- what they've done well is draft defensemen with OEL and fucking Chikrin. Like they've always drafted first round defensemen very well. And I'm, Without a doubt, I'm sure like that kid will probably turn out to be pretty good. Um, should they have traded down to get him? I think so, but like whatever, like that's their, that's what they wanted to do. Um, this team, I don't think is going to really compete like for a playoff spot, but I think they'll look better than they did last year. I think they're going to compete well. Like they're going to sneak up on teams. Like they're going to play teams really mm-hmm. well. Tight games. It's not gonna be normal. Like, oh shit, playing the Coyotes is gonna be a blowout. Like, it's gonna be tight games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they sniff like the playoffs. It'll be like last year's Blackhawks. Like every game will be close, but they're not gonna get blown out every single night. But I think they'll win more games than the Hawks did. 
just like looking at their oh yeah they had Shane Goss' spear last year in Chickard. I mean they're gonna probably get a little less offense from the defensive side right I mean fucking Dumba I don't even know what he did last year in Minnesota what did he have he only had 14 points he's not really, really? a point getter yeah he's not oh, yeah, he's, he's only like defensive yeah which is crazy because he had 50 points in 2017 2018 and then he hasn't really gotten more than 25 ish um Sean Dursey was Dursey like more of a point guy I don't remember I just know like he they he got him or they got him from like Toronto and then only like a second rounder or something for I don't know uh but they're young guys like could Clayton Keller put up like close to 90 again can Nick Schmaltz stay healthy and be close to a point per game can their even younger guys like improve on what they did last year because if they can then like I mean, they might not be second to last in the in the central. I think they're going to be middle of the pack. I don't think like they're not going to be enough where they're going to sniff the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be near the bottom like they have been. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that because like you look at the rest of the division, it's like who who are they going to jump? But we'll get to all those guys. But another thing, like going back, like how how good is Logan Cooley going to be? Like in his first- oh right 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 yeah. yeah if Logan Cooley puts up. 50 points that's that's huge yeah absolutely what i cannot people... wait for this calder yeah. race this year man mm-hmm. this is it's gonna be a insane. fun year to watch the rookies right and like a lot of them coming off of like teams that are bad so like they're gonna get the ice time like like logan mm-hmm. cooley and connor bedard are gonna just get the ice time where hey. like like if I don't know, luke hughes is like a weird one because their defensive side like kind of made move made moves to like give them that kind of like ice time that's a good team though too right um shane Wright stepping into a team that just made the playoffs like is he gonna get that top six kind of ice time maybe not but they're still talking about him as like he could be a calder like nominee fantilly's gonna get ice time too yeah a lot of these a lot of these young kids on bad teams are gonna get so much ice time it's gonna fucking look super good i know we're talking about the central but because you said fantilly of butchagross uh say he's gonna be classic tanner houston guy 30 for 30 yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a that's a Sean Monahan. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, next up is our favorite team, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, last year they finished 37, 38, 7 for 81 points. Will they continue to decline or are they set for a comeback? And how many times does Bennington have mental breakdowns? As long as you have Jordan Bennington, what? you are not going to improve. <laughs> that's it's just not gonna happen. Ooh, that should be a prop bet. I wish we had an ability to make prop bets on something and be like over under on mental breakdowns from or hissy fits thrown by Bennington. Yeah, hissy fits. I think is a good one. Uh, did they even bring anyone in? They brought in like Oscar Sundquist. That's it. Kevin like, or Hayes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I wasn't looking at trades. So I was just looking at free agency. Yeah. Um, they brought in Malcolm Subban, apparently. Oh yeah, I mean. Did they get Wyatt Kalnick too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. I feel like defensemen are like on the trading block too. (laughs) Well, last year they were. They're just running it back. That's all it is. I mean, they they didn't really improve. I mean, I don't know if Kevin Hayes is a nice addition. I just don't know if that's going to be like, oh, God, look out for the Blues again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this team doesn't scare anybody, I don't think, right? Like, 
it's one of those things where I was looking, I was saying like looking forward to the season, like what's something that you really want to see. And it's just like, I just want to see the Hawks chase Bennington out of that net every game. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious because we still haven't heard about the, the 2018 team Canada scandal. Um, Does it possibly affect the blues with Cairo and Thomas both being on that team? Which if it does, fuck, dude, that's huge because those are those are the two guys right now. Like that's yeah, that's their out of their roster. <clears throat> it's a hundred over one hundred and thirty points, right? Just between those two guys from last season. Yeah, I mean, even if you just lose one of those guys, like that's gonna hurt them even more. As literally NHL.com was like three three questions about St. Louis and is is Kyra and Thomas ready to take the reins as the leaders? And it's like, oh, that would suck. God damn. Mm-hmm. Deals too. Are they? Have, oh, yeah, they're on matching deals. Yeah, eight, one, two, five for the next eight years. Jesus. Oh, are those starting this year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, can you imagine all that shit drops? It's the first of eight years. Jesus. Yeah. Yikers. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's they're not a bad team, especially like that. I feel like the end of last year they started to play a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, yeah, bringing in Kevin Hayes. Yeah. That's not a terrible move, but like, what has he really done anywhere he's gone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Her lived up to what he should be doing. I feel like, um, I mean, he's not terrible as your second line center and the, like their center that isn't terrible. Like Thomas Hayes and then Braden Shen, like, it's just, it's a bunch of like 50 to 60 point guys. I feel like, which isn't bad, but they're like no Seattle, like the way they play, like these guys, I feel like these guys have their heads type thing where it's like, they, they think that they could be putting up way more points where like guys in Seattle are like, fuck dude, we're all putting up 50. This is sick. You know, like I can't wait to see point, you know, like, I think it's because the Seattle shuts it down defensively a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. None of these guys scream like two way players besides. And he doesn't, and it's just like he's there he can it's, do it's funny that like two of their guys that are like kind of in the top of their lineup i mean i guess verona he's listed at third line right now but he came in and played 20 games and scored 10 goals yeah he, um, he, was, he was he was basically given to them by by detroit and then also kasperi kapanen uh he came in on just one fucking waivers pickup which i was like very surprised that Pittsburgh did that. Um, and he put up 14 points in 23 games. So they both put up 14 points in about 20 games. That's, I mean, that's when pretty, pretty lucky. <laughs> like when those two guys came and that's when the blues were like starting to play better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, just adding that depth helped, but like, I, it, there's a reason those guys were basically given away though. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you have Bennington in your net, man, it's just it's not going to be good. It's it's funny too because like talking about like giving players away, like they got Kevin Hayes for a sixth rounder, so like they didn't pay much to get Verona, Kasperi, Kevin, and Kevin Hayes, and those guys look like they're a big part of their fucking lineup. So it's kind of weird. I think what benefits St. Louis, at least in my opinion, is that I feel two teams that finished higher than them got worse, in my opinion. So that might be help out for them, but again, I don't know. I don't. Right. 
Arizona, I think, could jump St. Louis. Also, fucking Cairo was a minus 38. And, like, I know plus minus isn't, like, a great stat to, like, follow. But when you're a minus 38, like, what do you want, the Hawks? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a great stat until it's, like, egregious one way or the other. Then it's, like, oh, okay. But, like, if When you're, you're like, Johnny Goudreau and, like, Kachuk and, like, Elias Lindholm on that line, like, last year, and they're all plus 60, you're, like, that line's fucking good. Like, it's plus 60. Like, what you can't argue that. Like, if somebody's just, like, plus four, it's, like, all right, that could be, like, one way or the other. You're out there for a lot of goals for. (laughs) Yeah. Or you're out there for a lot of goals against. All right. um, Moving on to Nashville. They finished last year 42-32-8 for 92 points. Can the retooling team under their new GM Barry Trotz be good enough to get back in the playoffs? Are are they in for a rebuild? And bonus question, will we see a Saros trade happen this year? So when you said you don't see the two teams above St. Louis getting better, I kind of – don't agree with Nashville. I think they did kind of get better. I mean, adding Luke Shen in your top two, like that, like he still can play defense, like defense, and adding him with Roman Yossi, that's huge. And then your second pairing is Tyson Berry, Ryan McDonough. It's another pairing exactly the same. Um, obviously, Yossi to Berry is a big drop off in talent, but like it's still right. like a guy with a stay at home guy. And they added Ryan O'Reilly, got rid of Johansson, Duchesne finally. I mean, those contracts are still going to bite them in the ass but like being able to finally just move on from that era of just these two average guys that getting paid way too much and not delivering like I think that's going to help them and I don't know I just like I don't hate this team honestly they had a Gustav Nyquist too that guy just fucking makes the playoffs with teams oh yeah um not saying that this is a playoff team but I I do like this team I do think they got better and when you have UC Soros and that you just never know what could happen because that he's one of the best goalies in the fucking league, like hands down. Oh, oh absolutely. That, him and Sorokin easily could have been up for heart trophies because they were by far the best players on their team. Can you believe it's been seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game, DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code THPN only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Graham McCall, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City. 21 plus age uh, varies by jurisdictions. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash bets uh slash football for its its eligibility uh terms and responsibility game resources bonus bets expire seven days after insurance uh eligibility deposit restrictions apply yes i agree 
absolutely just 100 percent. and then the fact like what you were saying bringing luke shen to a team that's already got soros and roman yossi and like a very solid defensive core did nashville's always been super good defensively and they just added like one of the best like shot blocking hit hitting defensive defenseman that played last year um ryan o'reilly being a two-way guy is great Cody Glass, I guess, had like a decent year. I'm just looking at like their their middle. That Thomas Novak kid put up 43 points in 51 games. Like, if he plays a full season, is he going to be close to a point per game? I'm sure he'd be like more second line center over Cody Glass. But that's kind of like a nice little surprise. He's a third round pick in 2015. I mean, um, even full 82 and he got 60 points. Like, that's huge. You know? Yeah. Great. Uh, that that would be massive. Okay, kids like well, so like that Thomas Novak guy coming out of nowhere. It's great. Plus. I forgot completely that they loaded up on picks from Tampa from the Tanner Janot trade, which is huge for the upcoming years. And then uh, Philip Tomasino getting more time. Uh, he's one of their young guys. That was a first round pick in 2019. If he like can produce a bit more, it's one of those things where last year we're talking about like a lot of these guys needed to have career seasons again for Nashville to be in the playoffs. And they kind of got rid of most of those guys, right? Like Duchesne, Johansson um whatever they moved on from a bunch of guys and now they have a mix a good mixture of like young talent and like veteran leadership that like the veterans that have kind of hit their stride and you know what you're going to get for them you're not going to get a surprise like 40 goal season out of a guy like Duchesne or maybe not that right so Nashville I think is getting a little bit more solid but giving more time to those young guys right so like uh, Luke Evangelista kid he's going to be right now he's listed as top top line right wing like yeah is, is he gonna produce there like it's I think it's cool to see like the young guys getting the ice time yeah and I mean that's when they started looking really good last year too like they, they mm-hmm. hit a like either young guys came in and just fucking stepped it up and I was like holy shit who are all these kids but like I that's a really good point like adding Gustav Nyquist Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen you know exactly what you're getting out of those guys like I said yeah. like Nyquist just shows up on teams and just plays exactly how he's supposed to play. And like those teams just make playoffs. Like, cause like he's a playoff guy. Um, and Ryan O'Reilly is just like, that's huge. Like first line center. Like that's huge for them. Just incredible leadership too. Right. Like he's, he's the two way guy. He's one of Selkie. He's been there for a Stanley cup championship. Like he's been around too. Like he he's, I'm sure he'll be great in the locker room for all those young guys. As long as he's not out all night fucking gas and guinnesses on broadway just playing the guitar fucking some of the honky talks down there that he'll be all right all right you guys flip me oh you like nashville a bit I, it's like that i didn't like nashville i didn't remember a lot of the moves they made yeah i well here's the thing that i kind of agree with you though is i can see this as like a growing pains kind of year um like just getting used to the new the new faces right like it's some a lot of times it's hard to bring in new guys and have them like do as well as they usually do but it's i don't know like what we were talking about like the guys like lu shen that have been around ryan o'reilly that's been around like these guys have been places you're not getting guys that came from one team and now they're trying to adjust like they know how to adjust yeah i was gonna say all those guys have been on multiple teams like Like everyone knows Ryan Ryan O'Reilly's track record. Like Luke Shen has jumped around a lot, and like was yeah, three teams too. Like it's just yeah, like you said, they they know how to adjust quick. Are the teams that miss the playoffs? I probably like 
I'd put money on Nashville being the ones that that makes the jump probably. That that pushes, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other team that I don't think you're going to be able to change my mind on is the Winnipeg Jets, <laughs> uh, 46, 33 and three for 95 points. They lost in the first round of Vegas. Um, kind of the same thing with this team. Can they remain competitive with potentially losing Shifley and Hellbuck this year? And they lost Wheeler and Wheeler. And then their, their big move was the, the trade of, uh, Dubois. Mm-hmm. And who are they bring in again? It was uh Gabe Velarde, uh and some other young guys. Fuck, I can't remember. I mean, they have Colin Delia now, so you know that they're gonna be good. It's true. That Vancouver team was really good with Colin Delia on it. Um, that was more of a coaching issue. <laughs> what Bruce? There it is, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I don't. I ex- mean- oh, Alex, I follow. That's the other guy. No, I said it for yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say it. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> um, no, it's like I don't know what to make out of this team. Like last year, I thought they were still gonna be good and competitive, and then they went out and got Nino Niederreiter, and like I was like, oh shit, like that's a huge ad. And then it's like, what the fuck are they doing? And it just seems like it's such a locker room thing where it's just like the chemistry is just not there for some reason. Um, I don't know if moving Wheeler is gonna change anything. Um I mean, being able to get Gabe Velarde and Alex Iafalo out of that PLD deal, I think that was actually really good for them. It was a big, there was another, was a there was big... another guy they got, actually. They got Rasmus uh, uh, Kupari, who's just like a body for like the fourth line. I mean, yeah, it's... it's... He's a good He's a good depth guy. Like, he's not like, he's not going to like <clears throat> stun anybody out there, but I mean, he, he can take minutes and be productive out there for sure. Yeah, they had Velarde, Iafalo, Kupari in a second for Pierre-Luc Dubois. So I think it's it's a solid trade to get a lot of good, solid roster players. A guy that didn't want to be on your team anyway. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's you know the names on this team. Like, Connor Shifley, Ehlers, Nino Niederreiter, um, Lowry, Perfetti, Mason Appleton. Like, you know all these guys, you know? Like, you know what they can do, but, like, are they going to do it? You know, like... I feel like Connor had an off year. Even he got 80 points, but like I feel like he should be putting up more than like 31 goals. Shifley, it just I don't know. It's just I feel like they're just they just underwhelm every year. Like yeah. Josh Morrissey on the back end. Yeah. I was saying, can Josh he Josh Morrissey had a monster can, season? Yeah, can he match what he did last year? He had 76 points in 78 games. Like that was yeah. fucking nuts what he was able to do. I think the big thing is you're talking about Kyle Connor, right? So Kyle Connor, 47 goals the season before down to 31 is that he is a huge leap for a guy that's pushing almost 50 and he had 93 points. Once, if he gets up to closer to that hundred point range, like you're going to see guys like Josh Morrissey having another season like that. Right. Cause like, he's going to be dishing in the pocket. Like he, he's so fucking good. And he looks like he's like a 13, a bearded 13 year old. It's fucking insane. <laughs> um, the crazy thing to me too is like whatever what's the deal with Nate Schmidt man like he came into the Vegas Golden Knights and was like a stud defenseman for him and then they just moved on from him and he yeah. just steadily declined yeah well he got caught using fucking PEDs yeah see he can't oh, use that's right. steroids no more <laughs> oh <laughs> god anymore, man uh, but then yeah I mean what's gonna happen to Hollowbuck like 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 uh, Jeremy said it when we first started talking, like, where sh- is Shifley going to be gone? Is Halbuck going to be gone? Like, these are – they. this is like – they either need to start making some trades to bring guys in or they need to start trading guys out, which I guess they 
kind of like done that with the IFL of Velarde. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. It's but just... when Hellebuck comes out and says that he's like, yeah, I have no intentions of resigning here. It's like you almost had to go plan if like, okay, you got to see how the season starts and then potentially just start the rebuild because we're not going to bring people in to try to win this year. If he's just going to fucking walk regardless. Well, I guess it depends on where they're at, like towards the trade deadline. If it's yeah. if you're pushing a playoffs, spot, maybe they go out and get somebody just to make a final run with Hellebuck one last time. Or like, if they're not close, then you got to move on. Are they hurting themselves by holding on to him longer into the season? Or do you think that, he's the type of player that you hold on till the trade deadline when you know the the need from the rest of the league so here's here's what i see with this team is like they have the pieces um where they can move on from these guys and not be rebuilding and just retooling and and then be they could possibly be even more competitive because you saw what they got for Pierre dubois they got three solid roster players shifley you're going to get a little bit more um he even though he's on his like he's on his last year of his deal, Pierre looked about needed a fucking contract. Like if they got three guys for a guy that needed a contract, you bring you fucking toss Shifley out there, you get some like maybe younger 20s guys that hey, like they haven't been playing well or like they haven't playing decent enough, like that now get better ice time and maybe they can explode. You trade Hellebuck to a team like I don't know, fucking Buffalo and Buffalo maybe sends you either one of Devin Levi or Ukapeka Lukanen, right? So you get a goalie that could possibly be goalie of your future. And so that's how you just do a retool instead of a full rebuild. Like they have the other pieces in place, like Kyle Connor, uh, Nikolai Ehlers. They have Josh Morrissey. Like they have a lot of good pieces where this is so different from the Hawks because the Hawks had nothing outside of Doc and Debrinket when Davidson decided to pull that trigger. Yeah. And I don't. It's hard because, like, right now, I feel like most teams probably have their their tandem set up. So it's like mm-hmm. it, you're probably not going to get much now. But going in to like the trade deadline, there's going to be guys that goalies that are hurt. There's going to be teams that have no backup goalie or need yeah. that just to make a final push for it. I think what about like, like a fucking Edmonton too, right? Like if Edmonton still having gonna, goalie issues and then they're I like, was hey, say sell the fucking farm for Hellebuck. Hold out Edmonton. At, you get fucking Hellebuck at $3 million, like Edmonton, like for one, just, just one run, like that could yeah. push them over the top on being the best chance out of the whole West. I think Edmonton, Buffalo, and New Jersey are three teams that you might want to keep an eye on to come trade deadline for a potential goalie pickup, especially if it's a rental like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it, it plus like if it's a rental too, you can make the argument that you don't have to give up like as so much, much as you co- yeah. possibly would because you can just turn and look at Winnipeg and just go, you're not going to get him at the next like at the end of the summer anyway, so might as well get something for him. Something's better than nothing. At this exactly. Point. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. Minnesota. Minnesota Wild finished 46, 25, 11 for 103 points. They lost in the first round to the Dallas Stars. Um. The main, two things I have with this will losing Dumba hurt them on the back end and can Gustafson build on his breakout season where we saw him finish 22, nine and seven with a 2.10 goals against average nine, three, one save percentage and three shutouts. Man, that's fucking, it's going to be tough. I mean, he's a good goalie, but I mean, it's going to be tough to be able to do what he did. I, I don't know. 
uh, I mean, it definitely helps. I feel like having Flurry back there because Flurry's just such a like chill guy. Like he's always just there for the fun. Like I feel like that having that around you just kind of keeps you like focused on just like the game and just like being like, oh, like we're having fun doing this. You know, like I like for a young kid that just kind of makes him like stay into it and just stay positive. So I think that's always huge help. Um, yeah, I don't know this like they they lost Dumba they added Patrick Maroon um I don't know like it's losing just... losing Dumba might not hurt as bad though because I, I oh. from what I understand is like they're pretty high on Brock Faber I was gonna like... say they've got other guys to come in to fill those spots mm-hmm. uh, and like he's like like you were kind of shocked at it like Dumba only had whatever it was like 14 yeah. points it's like 17. yeah like, like he doesn't put up points which like some guys that's like fine, but actually like looking at their D right now, Spurgeon had 34, uh, Middleton had 15, Brody had 14. Like these guys don't put up points. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But that's the thing that it's kind of weird where like, they don't need it. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that hurt him last year was Kaprizov got hurt. Yep. He had 75 points in 67 games. The other thing is Matthew Boldy having another full season. Have you seen his progression? Mm-hmm. 39 points the year before in 47 games and then 63 and 81 kids got fucking 102 points in 128 games yeah he's he's gonna put up another monster year i and, mean they they struck gold with like ryan hartman like the year before this year not so much uh zuccarello still almost a point per game like joel erickson another 61 points like they're they're getting a lot of contributions from like their top six yeah i mean and like you said, Kaprizov missed time, Hartman missed time. Like they, mm-hmm. there was just guys that just, they couldn't really stay healthy. And they were like big guys that they like need. Like you said, they were top six guys. Yeah. So that's where they get all their, their playing from. So, I mean, like I said, they lost Ryan Reeves, but they added Pat Maroon. So like, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just, yeah, I feel like they're just, they're running it back, but like, this is a team where it's like they should run it back because there's a, it's a good team. Usually, here's to be- the thing that, that's most impressive is the fact that they're doing this with 14 million dollars in dead cap. Yeah, and I was about to say it, like that's it's crazy. Everybody was like, "Man, they're gonna be fucked in like two years," and it's like, "Shit, dude, there's they're figuring." Yeah, I I'll take that impressive. one. I thought they were I thought they were screwed. And I thought there's yeah. no way unless I mean whatever little <clears> magic <throat> they have, like what promises they're making, like just stick with us for the next couple seasons and then we'll, we'll make it up to you. Your next contract kind of thing. Like, man, good, good on them. Well, that's what, that's where they like really, like I was saying, like they struck gold, like they had Ryan Hartman on one at 1.7 million. Right. And last year when he like kind of had a really breakout season at 65 points, 65 points, making 1.7 million is fucking huge. Like that's, Crazy. that's, that's, you just go hmm, beautiful. Um, Another thing is like, they're, probably they i know they want like marco rossi to like really step in and like produce like he was their ninth overall pick like a couple of years ago or more than that what was it 2016 no sorry 2020 but yeah they're they're with all the dead cap they're getting i feel like super lucky that a lot of their contributions are coming from really young guys yeah well like you said like <laughs> Zuccarello had 67 points last year. He's making 6 million. Uh, Erickson Eck had 61 points last year. He's making 5.25. And Boldy had 63. He's making seven. So, like, to get 60 plus out of a $1.7 million guy, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're bringing and then, back that uh that reverse retro jersey as their new third jersey. So mm-hmm. just I mean, you just need one more year of those yellow pads out of flurry. Like it's his final year, probably like go back to like the gold he had and originally in Pittsburgh. Like it's just it needs to be done. And he's what he's about to hit a thousand games, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah nine eighty six right now. I think Phil going back to Phil Kessel, he's only like fifteen away from a thousand points or something like that. He's really close. There's like I three. It's even. I think it's even less. Yeah, it actually might be like five. I think it's single digits. Yeah. Oh so, god, bring him to Chicago. Keep the streak going until he gets a thousand points, and then just fucking call it a day. Yeah, it's just so I can get another shirt, just like the fucking flurry one where you got five hundred yeah. wins. <laughs> so he's gonna get like a silver goalie stick then, right? He For a thousand games played, yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. His well he'll, he'll make he'll make fucking pads silver for a game. That would be sick. <laughs> How fucking cool! It's a good idea. I should shoot that to him in like a twit, a twit, and next next excrete, or like get somehow get like all the posts silver since he just loves talking to them. Just have all of them silver. Oh god, that'd be sick. Oh, that'd all be right. cool. Two more teams here. We'll wrap this up. Uh, Dallas Stars last year finished 47, 21, 14 for 108 points. They lost in the conference final to the eventual Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. Um, based on what I've been reading, you know, from insights and all that, I mean, is this their division to lose? Is it even their, potentially even their, their conference to lose? I mean, they even bring in. I don't. <sighs> Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. Okay. Yeah. Cheap. And they didn't really, they didn't really lose anyone. Oh, Max Domi signed in Toronto. Sam Steele. Uh, they brought in Sam Steele. Was that the year before? Or was that this year? No, he was in Minnesota last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Um. I mean, you didn't lose much. I mean, flipping out Domi for Duchesne. I don't know. Like, they're not. I'm sure they're not expecting a ton out of Duchesne. Like. He put up 22 goals, 56 points last year. That's probably right what they're looking for on the third. Yeah, right. Having a third line depth like that. Right now they have Tyler Sagan listed third line with him. Like, that's kind of sick. Yeah, like, that's that's probably right where, like, they don't expect – he's not expecting to get 40 goals like he was in Nashville every year. So, like, he's going to be right where he needs to be because you got that line, Robertson, Henson, Pavelski, which is just disgusting. And I didn't even realize Jamie Ben put up 78 points last year. Yeah. Um, but then that why Johnson kid is just nasty. I was about to say too, I'm really excited to see what he does, builds off his first year. Yeah, like he's nasty. And then I mean, you know what you're getting out of Ottinger and, and your decor. You got well, that's the thing too. Get another year of Ottinger or like a, another year under his belt, and he already plays really well, and he's only 24. Like he's so good he's so good so fucked in two years when he needs a new ticket how about how about that uh heiskanen fucking quote where he said he just wants to be the best defenseman in the nhl like he wants to just he wants the norris he wants to fucking win games like crazy he just wants to be like the best it's like yeah fuck man he's gonna be so good (laughs) he's gonna have a huge year he's already up there is like it's one of the best like part moving defensemen in my mind right now like as as the younger guys in the league um i think it's also because like he's he's drafted the same year as kale mccarr so you know when whenever he hears like the kale mccarr like is like one of the best one of the best one of the best and he's like man fuck that like he was drafted right after me like that's not that's not we're not doing this like i'm gonna show them that i'm the fucking best 
And it's like, dude, I love that. He's super good. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I did at the end of the season last year, our crazy takes. I said Dallas to win the cup. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but what, keep- what they just they ran into Vegas this year and well, I mean they're gonna, they're gonna have to go through Colorado, Edmonton, Vegas again next year. So I mean they had to go through Seattle last year, not at not Colorado. And Wyatt Johnson scored probably one of the sickest goals Stick in the playoffs. Jesus, and that's another team like we talked about. I already talked about him, but it's like I can see a case for if. If they can make it work, Kane going down to Dallas, especially if he if he's cup chasing kind of thing, like he would fit in be a great addition to this team. Like where would he go though? Like where would he fit in? I would bump, I would bump Jamie Ben down to the third line with Duchesne and Sagan, put Marchman on the fourth line, and then you got Kane Johnson and Evgeny Dadanov. Yeah. I don't hate that. I mean, I would rather bump dead off down and you just get jamie ben just fucking sitting in front of that net and you just have yeah. painter feeding marchman or I no mean, sorry not marchman johnson johnston wyatt johnston either way i think you you can bump one of those guys down to the third line and i mean but think about ben duchene and sagan like that's a yeah that's kind of nasty though too <laughs> it's a good option um yeah. all right Wrapping up the preview here, the Colorado Avalanche last year finished 51-24-7 for 109 points. They lost in the first round to the Seattle Kraken. Is this team a one-hit wonder, or, or can they be a legit threat to win the Stanley Cup again? Uh, I think that they're a legit threat. Um, the issues that they had last year were basically injury issues, and then also the fact that Valley Nechushkin decided to be like a fucking – do some weird shit, man, like in the playoffs. And was just like, you can't play. <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, and also, Landeskog is out for this entire season as well. Yeah. All of last year, and it's happening again this year. But they brought in Ryan Duchesne, or Duch- Ryan Duchesne, Jesus Christ. Again, three teams in a row we're talking about these guys. Uh, yeah, right. And Johansson to take his place, which I – Feel like he might have more pressure on him in Colorado than Duchesne does in Dallas, but I still feel like it's way less pressure than he had in fucking Nashville. I'm sure. So here's what I see: I don't see Ryan Johansson being second line center. No, Ross Colton. Ross Colton's gonna fucking take that job. Like every time I've seen Tampa play, and like Ross Colton just being like third or fourth line, I'm just like, God, this guy is so fucking good, and it just sucks. He's stuck behind like two great centers on that team. And I was just like, he's the second he moves, I really wanted him on the Hawks. I was like, the second he moves, he's like, he's going to fucking explode. He's going to get more ice time. He's only averaging 12 minutes last year. And like Ryan Johansson was averaging 15 and he had, and Ross Colton had more points. Yeah. They brought in Miles Wood too. That's not a bad. Yeah. Miles Wood is a big, is a good pickup too. He's just, he's a solid, like kind of gritty kind of guy. And Jonathan drew in. Yeah. I was about to say too. That's. Oh Yeah. That's going to be interesting, too. I mean, his former teammate, McKinnon, you know, junior teammate, like, that could be his, like, kicking the ass to get going, yeah. Can you imagine if Johnson drew in, like, plays up to the level of where he was drafted? That's going to be... Who else... Fuck, who else... Like, I was going to say, who else is in that draft? And just get, like, a... It's a 2014, right? 2014 and 2013. They would just have Colorado versus Florida... Just trade Seth Jones to Colorado. So it's like the top picks from each part of those drafts just go fucking head to head. 
That'd be oh, insane. Um, yeah, if Jonathan Druin can like somehow find out what the fuck is going on, and like if he ends up hitting first line time with Nate McKinnon and Nico Rana, he might be able to turn that shit on. This, I mean, their back end is solid. Like they lost Eric Johnson, but like they still got a solid back end. Um, if Kale McCarr can stay healthy, he's gonna be close to pushing a hundred points too. He's involved in twenty eighteen. Him and him no, he's and, not. Is it so? Is it is it junior players only, or are the college players included? Because I keep I don't seeing know at this point. different things. Yeah, where it's just the ju- guys that played in juniors. I don't know if anybody truly knows what the fuck's going on and who who's involved and who isn't. Because it's crazy that nothing's come out yet. Because I, it's insane in this day and age so when close. everything gets leaked so much. Like I'm surprised we don't know anything more. Well, it's not that insane that a major corporation is hiding things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when ha, 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 laugh on things hidden uh, things hidden. um but yeah i think it's more so for this it's like i this is they're still a top three team to me their playoff mm-hmm. team um, like i said they're back end solid it's it's more so how is like those guys that we just talked about like johansson drew and like what kind of players are they going to be when they come in like it's just those kinds of are more questionable, but everybody else in their lineup is like, like, you know what the fuck McKinnon is going to do. You know what Rotten can yeah. do. You guys are just nasty. Like you've 50, seen 50 fucking goals, each getting over a hundred points. Like Jesus Christ. See what Nichushkin uh, can bring to your team when he's not doing dumb, sh- weird shit, like outside. Yeah. Of- See, and also if he can stay healthy, 47 points in 53 games is super good. It's just this whole second line that they have listed on cap friendly. If not he, not one person a game over six or not one over sixty games played. Right. Um. Yeah. Nichushkin. Fucking. He was on my fantasy team almost all year, and he just fucking sat on my ear. <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't I think Josh Manson got hurt in the playoffs too? And like he was, he's he was a, hurt too. He was a pretty big piece of their cup run, like just solid defenseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. April twenty seventh, unknown injury. I'm wondering if their goaltending tandem can repeat what they did last year because Alexander Georgiev or Georgiev like put up solid numbers. I think he's that it's the same with it like Grubauer when I was like he's basically like Niemi 2.0. Like he's got a great team in front of him. I'm not saying he's not good, but I'm saying his numbers are probably a little bit inflated. Like if you're if you're winning your record is 40 and 16 and you only have like a little bit above average like goaltending stats like a like a 918 like let's say like it's like 910 is yeah. is like league average but like the best goalies in the league like you're looking at Shesterkin and, and Sorokin like they're pushing like 930 like night in and night out and he's like 253 yeah like he's a solid enough goalie on a really good team too yeah he's not i'm not like a huge fan of him but like like you said like he's he plays well enough to get the job done. Like, yeah. like the goalie that's been in Colorado, pretty much like Kemper, Georgiev, Grubauer, like all those guys came in. They weren't great, but like, they're good. Like they did what they had to, to make them like be good enough. And to your point, I mean, not only like, um, I mean, you look at fucking like, like UC Soros nine nineteen on a Nashville team that wasn't very good. Like it didn't make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they also just, he didn't have a good start to the season either. Like, and he still finished with a nine nineteen because he finished the year like insanely strong. Yep. So it's like, yeah, it's just 
that all you need is average goaltending out of that team. Like that's mm-hmm. all you, because your back end so well that they're going to help you out so much. And McKinnon and Rotten are going to put up over a hundred points each. So like, that's, that's all you need. I forgot that they lost Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. He went to Buffalo. Yeah. And oh, Buffalo. JT and JT Comfer. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. So, so they, they took like a little hit, but I think that their center depth with like, I'm sure tr- I, I, I truly believe Ross Colton's going to take over the second line role from Ryan O'Hanson, but Ryan O'Hanson being a third line center isn't a bad, isn't a bad look. Just like Duchesne in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like they were both getting paid eight mil to be in Nashville and they both get fucking just get the fuck out of here. Go play, to- go play third line minutes for some other central team place. Fighting for the top line center in Nashville and both just get fucked off in the third line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wrap this up here real quick. Your top three, bottom three, you can include the Blackhawks in this list. Oh, okay. Number one, Blackhawks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's easy. That's easy. Um, so top three, I I don't know the exact order, but I'm going to the same three that are there right now. I might just flip-flop Dallas and Colorado, do Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota. Yeah, I could see that. I'd probably – you guys convinced me. I would say Nashville top three. Let's go. Not top three. <laughs> nah, I would say it's hey. probably the same. I think Colorado, Dallas, then Minnesota. Just because it's, McKinnon it's and Rodman is just going to still just pull that team forward. I um, really, I really think after what Seattle did to Colorado this year, last year they're going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, they're ready to fucking go this year. And then the only change three, I the only t- change I see in the standings, yeah. honestly, is flipping Winnipeg and Nashville. The whole standings? Yeah. I could see oh, I'd see Arizona going. Yeah. Up a little more. Poss- yeah. I could see Arizona possibly pushing Winnipeg, depending on what Winnipeg does this season. Like if they make those trades. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be Chicago, I think, last still. But then I think St. Louis and then either Arizona or Winnipeg. Yeah. Watch one of them just fucking come out and be fucking first. Like uh, that's what's gonna happen. Then just like lay an egg in the playoffs. I just hope for another year of just loving Bedard, watching him just tear shit up, and we still win the draft lottery again next year, and just add another another number one pick, (laughs) or trade that away for somebody huge. Yeah, nah, dude, you got to keep that pick because then you keep that salary cap low. True, that is true. Taylor Hall first first overall rolling baby. Hey, there <laughs> we go. Dude, if that happens, Taylor Hall is just like fuck me. Like <laughs> trade him to the right. Marley's and the Leafs get the first round pick so first <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode 242, Central Division Preview. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, social media at WCB Podcast, DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Ox, baby. Let's go. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.